Right. And so it's really nice to be back again. Um, earlier this month, or I think it was late last month, when, you know, I thought we were going to, I was actually going to come physically to Stanmore. And um, then they said, oh, we're going back into lockdown. And it was, was so disappointing. But then again, you know, thank God for technology. So this opportunity is there. And I'm really gl- grateful um, that you guys have invited us back. Um, it's lovely to be back again and just to share, you know, what has been happening over the last year. It's just been a little over a year since I was there. Um, and it's nice to come back again and, and, and share and share and see all that you've been doing. I'm watching the video you um, played at the beginning of all the things that you've done about, you know, COVID and all that. It's just amazing to see how much, you know, difference that you're making and, you know, how much that you're doing not only just within your local community, but globally as well. So that's some of the things that we're going to share today. I will, um, I'm going to share my screen. Um, and then three things that we're going to do. The first thing is I'm just going to talk about what Compassion has been doing over the last year, from last year up until this point through the COVID and how your work and your contribution as a church family is also helping to make a difference, you know, in other countries. Um, and then we'll share a bit, talk about, you know, Christmas. Um, as Richard said earlier, this is the start of Advent and, you know, we have something to look forward to, which is um, the birth of Christ, you know, that we celebrate in December and the hope that it brings us, you know, the joy and everything that he came for. So that's something that we we have to look forward to over the next couple of weeks and even beyond um, you know, and remembering all that he came for and why he came, fact that he came for us. So we'll share a little bit um, of that as well. Um, Compassion had launched um, a COVID appeal fund to support, you know, communities in very rural areas to help them get through this period. And um, just looking backwards um, from last year, um, thanks to the support of all the churches in the UK, which includes your church as well, you know, for last year, this is... um, 2019, over 100,000 children got sponsored through um, Compassion UK and Ireland. Um, Almost 500,000 letters and messages were sent in the last year. And this makes a whole lot of difference and makes a lot of difference, you know, in the lives of the children and their families, you know, those letters that are written and sent out to different parts of the world. And then 1,520 babies and mothers were supported through um, our child survival program. So in many cases, these are babies um, who might have died, you know, because of poor medical supplies, um, either died during pregnancy or at birth. But a lot of them have been supported and they've survived and they're doing well. And also in um, different countries, we've had um, six toilet blocks um, being built for um, in, within schools and 11 classrooms and resource centers built as well in different schools from all the contributions that have been coming through. Um, and that is amazing. That is a whole lot. When you talk about resource centers, we're t- talking about things like computer labs and libraries, you know, and things where, you know, the children can go and get, you know, um, tools and the equipment that they need to learn different kind of trades and vocation. So that's been really, really helpful and it has made such a difference. So once again, thank you so much. Thank you for your contribution. Sometimes it might look like a little, but I can tell you that it is a lot. It makes so much of a difference. Um, so that was all for last year. For this year, 
um, what Compassion has been doing through the COVID period is um, we have moved from project-based support, um, support um, to um, home visits and community support, mainly because in most of the countries we've had to shut down the project because obviously because of social distancing, so to protect the children and protect the, the staff as well. A lot of, and then some many places, the churches aren't open, the support churches or partner churches aren't open. So they've had to move from the projects to community and home, home visits. Um, and then from this home visit and within the community support, the staff are actively um, teaching health and hygiene education to different uh, families and within the community. So teaching them how to make soap and how to wash their hands and how to use hand sanitizers and just basically how to protect themselves during the pandemic. Um, as we saw in the video, there's been distribution of a lot of food to families in needs in very rural um, communities. So that's buying of food, packaging the food, and then taking it to, to the different communities where, where it's most needed. And also, um, Compassion has been able to raise over a million pounds um, as part of the COVID um, um, response fund to support, you know, um, the vulnerable. I think that is amazing and that's really, really fantastic. I remember a couple of months ago, probably around March, April, I think Richard had contacted me to say, you know, how can we help? You know, and it was amazing to know that you were thinking about um, thinking about compassion and thinking about the um, underprivileged, the vulnerable, even at this time, you know, and every contribution that has come through has made such, such a huge contribution. One, over one million pounds is a whole lot. So um, we can't say it enough, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then next, what we're going to do is we're going to bring it um, a bit, a little closer home to Culver Church. So how has Culver Church, how has your support and your um, donation and your sponsorship been helping? So um, first up is um, in Ethiopia. So um, you're, you sponsor seven-year-old Nyahok from Ethiopia. And um, just to, you know, what your contributions has been doing, you know, in, in Ethiopia. So currently, like I said, um, the projects are closed. So um, staff members have um, taken on um, home visits, trying to visit, um, you know, homes, setting up virtual programming activities, and then they continue to check on, um, call and check on families um, while observing social distancing, trying to support them as much as they can. A lot of those communities are communities where people learn, earn their living on a day-to-day -day basis. So they go out, they farm in the morning, and whatever they harvest, that's what they, they sell in the evening. And then that's how they're able to feed the next day. But after the you know lockdown started in most countries, a lot of people weren't able to do any of that. So it was hard for them to really get by. But the support that has been coming through um, compassion to the communities and the family has really, really helped them at least provide food and basic um, necessities for them. So project workers are also checking on children, looking out for any signs of abuse and providing trauma counseling where needed. Some of the, some of the children live in slums um, that are really very um, open to a lot of violence. Um, and then obviously because of the pressure, people are like, like we know like it's the same thing here in the UK, a lot of people are struggling with their mental health. You know, so we see that there's a bit of violence and an increase in violence. So project workers are also looking out, you know, for children, seeing how to support them and, and as much as possible prevent, you know, the abuse from going on. And um, finally, because of, um, you know, your general support and donations, um, 
Compassion has been able to deliver in just in Ethiopia alone, 573,430 food packs to families, um, 344,759 hygiene kits to um, families as well, and as well as provided medical support for 22, over 22,000 individuals. I think that is amazing because I mean, I know firsthand how much this makes a difference to them. These are, especially like for the hygiene kits, these are things that are not readily available. I mean, where do you get sanitizers for, from, you know, it's not like you can just walk into a store in these communities and just buy them. But these things have gone a long way to support um, the families. So thank you. And then next up is... Uh, um, Burkina Faso. So this um, five-year-old Jean Benjamin, Ben, um, from Burkina Faso, and um, from a lot of the support that you are sending, um, the staff members as well are still checking on families and on their communities to support them. And they have been able to distribute over 400,000 food packs, almost 300,000 hygiene kits to families, and have also um, helped over 27,000, almost 28,000 individuals access medical care where needed. Um, also, the, the, in partnership with the churches, the staff are able to conduct small classes on um, COVID prevention, just things to do and how you can provide and um, prevent COVID and protect yourself and your family in this time. So that is amazing. And then um, moving on from Burkina Faso, we go on to Uganda where we have four-year-old Christine, who you've been sponsoring as well. Um, as, the, most of, as the other projects, um, countries, the projects have been closed um, to abide by the local guideline, but partner staff are also um, assessing the needs of the households and then trying to provide um, support and, and, and um, resources to them as well. And here we have um, over almost 89,000 food packs that have been delivered to families and communities and over 200,000 hygiene kits as well. And 41,000 individuals have benefited from um, medical medicals um, support. And one of the things to note as well is that um, a major part of East Africa, um, obviously, is a way up affecting including Uganda and Ethiopia was affected earlier this year by a massive um, plague of um, locust which destroyed a lot of their farms and crops so it was a very difficult um, period for um, a lot of them because it started before COVID and continued well into you know the pandemic so that was a major issue for them many of them lost their livelihood lost their farms food was in short supply so a lot of this um, um, support has really gone a long way to help the families. So, so definitely it, all your effort is recognized and is appreciated. It's acknowledged. And um, I know that even heaven sees what you do and, you know, definitely we pray that God will bless you for all of your hard work and your support and donations and your prayers as well. Okay. So um, in terms of sponsorship, it's still possible to sponsor. I know that normally we would be physical, physically in a church and handing out, you know, profiles. But because of the lockdown, we've not been able to do that. So what Compassion has done is come up with a um, system 
that you know supported by on uh, technology that can help us so if you would like to still sponsor a child um what you need to do is just text sponsor culver to triple eight oh two and that will send you a link where you can select a child to be um, sponsored and you know fill in all the details that's required to get the sponsorship um to get the sponsorship set up so that sponsor text spon text sponsor culver to triple eight zero two to sponsor a child today and it's 25 28 pounds a month okay so um moving on where i'm just going to share today given it's there's the start of advance and um we're kind of like on a journey to to the birth of jesus so i'm going to share a, a little a message which i have titled out of the manger and um what I'm going to do is to take us on a little journey back to um, Bethlehem, you know, at the, and the time of when, you know, when Jesus was born. But just as I start, I'm going to read a passage in the Bible from the book of Luke chapter 2 from verse 8 to 14. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And that's an amazing, I think that's just an amazing scripture because um, you see a group of so, um, shepherds just minding their business, doing their own thing. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this heavenly visit, there's this heaven, divine interruption. And it changed not only their lives, but changed humanity forever. Um, so what was life like going back to um, Israel or going back to um, Bethlehem at the time of Jesus, just before Jesus was born? What was it like living in, in, um, in, in Israel or in Bethlehem? So one of the things we say is that life went on as usual, everyone carrying on with their own business, doing their own thing, just as we are today, everyone just trying to get along, doing what you need to do to, you know, just live your life. You know, it was just normal, nothing nothing out of the ordinary and the other thing that we might see that they could have been experiencing is a lot of fear and hopelessness hopelessness and that was because they were subject to the romans at the time and they were being oppressed they were supposed to be a self-governing nation that you know god had redeemed and you know set them free but over time and time again they found themselves going back into some kind of bondage or the other and at this time the romans had conquered the entire um, um um, area the entire region and it was the Roman um, Empire was expanding and they were forced to pay very huge taxes you know to the Romans most of them the Jews would have been um, farmers and fishermen you know and shepherds but they were being taxed heavily by the Romans and if we go back into the scripture we'd see that one time Jesus was having a conversation with Peter and he was saying that well they only they the the 
the people in government don't tax their own people, they, they tax a stranger, t- stranger. So it was likely that the Romans themselves weren't even paying taxes. So everything that they were doing for trade and building their fortresses and all of that was from the tax that the Jews were paying to them. You know, So they would have felt a, a form of fear and hopelessness, a lot of restriction, which in a sense is kind of what we see today in, in, in the world globally, because there is, we're in a pandemic. None of us has lived through a pandemic before. Nobody told us, you know, prepared us for what was coming, you know. So there's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of confusion and hopelessness as people have lost their jobs and people have lost loved ones. And that's kind of what we see in the world today. And then there's a lot of uncertainty and doubt. So when is this ever going to end? Are things going to change? How do we get to where it's going to be? How am I going to survive? You know, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, and all those questions, you know, that come, you know, and even today, everyone's talking about the vaccine and can we travel and are we going to be in lockdown? And this is, you know, all kinds of questions that, you know, and, and a lot of uncertainty that we see today. And for the Jews, you know, bigger uncertainty and doubt and questions because 600 years before the prophet Isaiah had prophesied that there was the Messiah was coming and they had so much hope that he was going to come and redeem them from all these enemies and all these nations that have terrorized them for years. And then not 600 years down the line, nothing. And then for 400 years, there was no prophet. There was nothing, not a word. Heaven was silent. And, you know, there's all this, what is going on, you know, So that's kind of the way life probably would have been, most likely would have been at the time when Jesus was born. It was a period of silence. Nothing, no one knew, no one would have had an understanding. They were just going to the synagogue and just reading, you know, through the, the, the scripture, you know, as, and just hoping and just hoping that, you know, something would change, something would come, something would, you know, God will actually answer and deliver them. And that's the situation they would have found themselves. But then all of a sudden, in that silence, in that uncertainty, in that confusion, in the pain, you know, heaven broke the silence. Just one day, a day like any other day, a regular day, you know, where the shepherds would have woken up and just going about their their business, that silence was broken when that heavenly visitor came down and, you know, announced to them that there was good news, there was hope, there was joy that was coming their way. And out of this manger, a, a place where there was nothing, you know, the manger was not a pretty place. It was not like sometimes we see Christmas cards or we see the nativity play and then they all, all look really pretty, pretty donkeys and, you know, all those kind of things. But I can imagine that it probably wasn't like that. It wouldn't have been a pretty place. It would have been dark and cold and smelly, you know. It's, it wasn't the kind of place that you would have thought that any good will come out from. But out of that situation, out of that hopelessness, out of that darkness, the promise of God was fulfilled. Out of that situation, God reached out to us. He reached out to you and me. He reached out to man. Out of that came life and came love. Out of that situation came light and came hope for us. There was so much to look forward to. The darkness that we worked, we, we, we once walked in right, had gone because the light of God had shined on us. Out of that came grace and truth. People like us who were no one, who had no right to even call on God or you know, be known to him, all of a sudden, you know, the grace of God had opened the door for us, for us to come close and draw near unto him. 
we didn't have to believe the lies of the devil anymore because his truth had come to us and made us know who we are in him and gave us his peace and his joy that the world cannot take away. Even in the, in the time of a pandemic, he has given us his peace and his joy that nothing can take away from us. And out of that came healing and restoration of everything that had been lost, our brokenness, you know, our pain. He brought that healing and he brought that restoration. He brought redemption and salvation. And out of that manger, that cold, dark, you know, smelly manger came Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the, the, the one and only begotten Son of the Father. He came and he came for you and I. He reached out to us to show us the love of God, the unconditional, everlasting love of God. And I think that is just so special and so amazing. And I'm really so grateful to God for that love and that hope that he has brought to us, that even when there's darkness and confusion all around us, we know that Jesus came and he brought life and hope and joy and peace and salvation and healing and redemption and all those beautiful things that we could never have earned. And we didn't even deserve it, but he brought it for, to us. Okay. And then um, now out of our little out of the little that we have, out of the small that we have, from everything that you're doing, sponsoring a child or ch sponsoring children, supporting one another, visiting you know, the elderly, looking out for those who have maybe lost their jobs and loved one, out of those little things, you are being an extension of the hand of God to those in need. Out of the way that all the way that you're sponsoring children and being a blessing to others, you know, you're showing that love of God you know, shining your light in your community. You're making such a difference. You're giving hope to those who don't have hope. So I can imagine what it would be to all those families and communities that were beneficiaries of the food packs that were sent. Imagine if nobody remembered them, no one gave. How will they have managed? How will they have survived? So many people would have died, but God has used you to save lives, to save lives of people in a country where you've never been, you know, making global impact. And I think that's so amazing. And in so many ways that you're changing lives, you know, and, and God is using you that you, you can't even, you can't even understand. And that is just amazing. The Bible says in Matthew 25 verse 40, when Jesus was talking about, you know, at the end of the time, it says that, um, that people will come to him, him and say, um, when did we do this in your name? And when did we do that? And when were we naked? And, and, and when were you naked and we clothed you or you were hungry and we fed you or we're thirsty and we gave you water? And it says that the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. For everything, all your giving, all your sacrifice, your love, your prayers, you know, God himself has recognized it, has acknowledged it. And my prayer is that, you know, he will bless you in a way that only he can. Um, and then still on that, for all of us at this time and the season when we are, we're faced with challenges, there's trials, there's questions, there's pain. But let us always remember that Jesus came for us. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to show us that love and we can trust him and we can hold on to him at all times, no matter what the situation is. Let us remember that when there is silence, when there's delay, when there's confusion and uncertainty, disappointment, 
we don't understand what it is that God is doing, let us always remember that the Bible says that he's working all things together, together of our, for our good. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Let's continue to stand strong and continue to put our faith in him and he will work all things together for our good. Out of our nothingness, he will bring out something good. Out of the situation, out of the challenges, out of the pain, out of the pandemic, he will bring out something good. In spite of all that's going on in the world, sometimes the governments appear not to be sure, not to be certain. NHS has their challenges. Sometimes they're stretched. We, everyone's waiting for the pharmaceutical companies to come out with something. You know, no one is really sure. You know, but we can put our trust in God that out of that nothing, just the same way he brought out so much out of the manger, out of the situation we see today, that God will bring something good out of this. God will bring out a blessing. God will bring out opportunities. God will bring out you know, opportunities for people to be saved and come to know him. He will work everything out for our good. Um, so coming back again to the, the, the verse that we read earlier on, um, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to read the whole thing again, but I'm going to just kind of say a prayer um, for your church, for you, for everything that we're doing. That's my heartfelt, you know, prayer for you, that as the angels, you know, were keeping their flock by night and there was a divine visitation, I, my prayer is that the presence of God will rest and abide with you in everything that you do that his presence will be with you. He will visit you in your homes, in your families, in, in, in your jobs, in your finances, you know, in everything that his, the, the, the God will always send, you know, his help to you. And as the Bible says that, you know, the glory of the Lord shone around them. That's also my prayer for you, that the glory of God will surround you. The love of Christ will fill your homes and fill your lives. And the angel said to them, fear not. And he brought them good tidings of great joy. That is my prayer for you, that you would always have good tidings. You would always have something to smile about, as we shared earlier. You would always have the joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord that passes all understanding, will rest and abide with you. And also to pray, I, my prayer for you is that, you know, heaven will always be singing over you, that praises will always continue to flow from you. And, you know, your lives will continue to bring glory to God and your peace and his peace will continue to rest with you. And his goodwill will always continue to rest with you and will flow from you to all across the world, you know, go to, go, it will go to places that you haven't even imagined, that God will use you mightily and bless you. So thank you. So once again, um, if you still would like to sponsor a child, um, it's you can just text sponsor Culver to 88802 to sponsor a child for £28 per month. So thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And I hope that um, this was a blessing to you. Thank you.